Trent Cotney and John Kenny are dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal business and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law and Mortar. Hey, this is Trent Cotney. I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of Law and Mortar. As always, I've got John Kenny with me. John, how are you doing? Doing great. Great to be here again today. It's another beautiful day. Yep, we just uh, not too long ago or was at the uh, FRSA 100th Expo. Um, good show, great turnout. Uh, you know, we had all kinds of speaking and booth obligations and you, you name it. It was uh, it was quite a trip. So um, my favorite part of it, I guess, was just getting to see some of the history um, at a great luncheon where they kind of went through, you know, some of the historical stuff. And then you and I got to talk about it. But uh, what did you take away from it, John? Yeah, I thought the uh, educational conference sessions, like you said, we both spoke at them, were very well attended. Um, and they did something, this was a three-day conference where they've gotten back to two. But because of the 100th, they did the three, and they really opened up the third day where uh, you didn't have to pay for those classes. And um, being the last day of the show, I would say more people went to those conferences by them opening it up than they normally would have at a standard conference. So uh, my hat's off to FRSA. Uh, for the way they ran the event over there, being it was a new place that none of us had been to in the conference center. Um, they had plenty of uh, people to guide people around. So I, I, everybody I talked to had a really good time over there. So it was a good takeaway. Yeah, yeah great event. Good seeing everybody. Um, so kind of turning to some of the stuff that we're getting calls about, you know, one of the, the big things that we kind of mentioned in, in, I guess, last time's episode is, you know, starting to see an uptick in, in problems with collections, um, you know, longer either slow pay or no pay is happening to a lot of our contractors and, and trades out there. And um, one of the thing, you know, we often get involved on uh, the lien side or having to file a, a payment bond claim. And, you know, for our listeners out there, you got to understand one thing, lien law is incredibly complex. Like it's, it, it changes in almost every single state. There's a lot of either preliminary requirements or you know timing requirements to get your lien recorded and perfected. So this is the kind of thing where you know really encourage contractors to plan in advance because getting that secured interest could be the difference between getting paid and not getting paid. And so many of our contractors out there just wait until the end, uh, and then by that time, you know they can still sue for breach of contract, but they don't have that that hammer, which is often the lien claim. So, John, I know, you know, on the consulting side, you're always talking to, you know, contractors um, and trades about, you know, different operational issues. You know, I'm sure you're probably hearing some of the same stuff about, um, you know, collections problems continuing to, to arise. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, tagging on to the lean thing and, and any contractor out there, and this is really coming more from my experience at when I was a contractor. Yes, you, if you do everything right, that's why you go to you know to great lawyers like Trent that know how to do all this and how to file it. But I, there's there seems to be a misconception that you think it's called quick pay. It's not. This is a long, grueling process if you can win. I mean, even, I, I can't tell you how many times where I've been right and you, you may not get anything at the end. So I always recommend going back to the operational side. Make sure everything is right. So if you got to lean it, you got to protect your rights. Absolutely, you got to do it. But if you can solve this problem prior to getting to that, whatever it takes, even sometimes if it's a discount off of it, you're probably going to put more money in your pocket than you will going through the entire lean process. And I, and I assume that's probably backed up now 
as bad as anything else is in the courts, right? Trying to get all this through. You got to still hit your dates, but to actually, because the, the other party could take this right to suit and then you got to go into the law, the, the legal suit, correct? Right, right. You got to plan in advance. Like, you don't want to wait. You know, some states like Florida, for example, you got 90 days after your last day of work or for a claim of lien. You don't want to wait till, you know, the 80th day. You want to do it well in advance because, you know, it takes time to get stuff done. It takes time to get it in the clerk's hands and have them reported. So plan in advance. That's that's the key thing. Absolutely critical, especially now that we're starting to see, you know, some signs of the economy weakening. Um, you know, I, I know one of the other things that, that you and I have always harped on, and I've, you know, I remember having the discussions two or three years ago where we were kind of talking about a lot of the legal issues that are out there that are really a result of poor, you know, operational capability or a problem with your standard operating procedures. You know, what's some of the advice that I guess you're giving your, you know, consulting customers now about, you know, how to run your business better and, and what are some of the questions that you're getting lately? Well, you know, one of the big things that I've been trying to teach and getting out there and we talked about in the seminars and I'm really uh, consulting with a lot of clients on this is starting in the, the correct estimating end, right? Knowing your numbers, knowing your costs, knowing what your daily, uh, you know, overhead rate is. So you, what's your job, how long it's going to last. So you get your numbers right. But there's one important key to that. Do a preliminary risk analysis, PRA, simple, can remember it, do a PRA. You can limit 90% of your issues by doing a proper upfront examination of whether you should or should not bid on that project. I will tell you right now, there's nothing worse than bidding on a wrong project for your company that maybe you don't have the workforce to do. Maybe it's a new system you're not used to and you don't price it right. That will haunt you all the way through the end. And then, of course, some of the other trainings we li I like to you know, hone in on is once you get that process right, get the information correctly to the field. I will tell you, most of these mistakes that hold up payment uh, problems on jobs, um, if it's everything's equal and it's you know on a, not, not not a problem with banking or financing, which can happen, but usually what holds your payments up the longest is a discrepancy in how you put a system down. Is it done correctly to specifications? Was or did you do something without an RFI? So on and so forth. So I like to teach all the proper aspects of operations once it gets out into the field as well. So if you really can match those between the front end and actually putting it down, your closeout process will be a lot simpler and you have a really good position to get paid without fighting through the system because you've already done everything correctly. You can limit it. That, that's my biggest advice right now. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that, that follow through is, is key. You know, you, you've got to have great execution uh, throughout all the things that you're doing. And you know, just this week, we had a call from from a contractor that uh, has got some significant liability resulting for, from some water intrusion and some new construction that's occurring. And they're pointing the finger at the at the trade saying, hey, it's their problem, um, when in reality, it's probably not. So making sure that you document that, even if it means hiring your own consultant to do water testing and, you know, get the, the reader out there, the meter to kind of see what what the moisture content is, all that, the preservation of evidence is absolutely critical. And that's one of those things from, you know, an operational standpoint that, you know, I always say, John, you've heard me say a million times, the party with the best paper wins the day. That's the key. That's the key difference right there. It's, it is executing your game plan every single day. Consistency is key. Um, that's the difference between a successful company, regardless of whether it's from the 
you know, business side of things or the legal side of things. So just making sure you've got a game plan and you stick to it. So, John, what do you got coming up on the horizon here? I know we were talking about a few things before we started here, but what's uh, what's the plan look like for you? Well, you know, bit busy travel times, as we talked about. I'm actually leaving tomorrow to go to Chicago. Um, it should be very interesting. going to do some tours of some facilities on uh, uh, different newer technologies and the way things, you know, technologies in the business, not only just in construction, but also how to run businesses. Looking very forward to that. Um, you know, then we got uh, some other uh, events coming up later on. And I, we had, I know it's a ways off, but when you think about it, it's like six or eight weeks. We're all going to be out at Western States. Um, so I see they're promoting that more and more. You've got to sign up for that. That is some great, that's a great event. Um, and then, of course, we got October travel, which we've got plenty of time to get into that later in November, December. But I will say I'm very lucky going to Chicago. I see the high of Thursday is only 78. So being here in Florida with 100, as you know, with 115 degree heat index every day, I'm looking very forward to uh, dropping down to some nice spring weather. Oh, yeah. Chicago is my home away from home. I get up there all the time and uh, I'm jealous you get another chance to get up there. So um, I will be at the Southeast Builders Conference on Thursday, speaking about the latest with uh, materials issues. Looking forward to that. Um, then I will actually be speaking uh, with GAF. I'm going to do a couple of presentations for them, um, for their, their contractor group here at the end of August. Looking forward to being able to kind of talk about the latest with OSHA and some other con contract related issues. Uh, and then, like you said, next big thing is uh, Western States, uh, you know, huge event. Looking forward to getting out to Vegas to see all of our contractor friends uh, out in the, in the Western States there. So uh, busy times ahead, John. Yeah, busy times, good times. Yep. Yep. Well, now is, I believe, your favorite part of the program, John. Like I said, we've been uh, getting a lot of questions in, so I'm a little bit behind, but uh, let me see if I can find a good one here for you. This one I think is pretty good. Uh, this is from Billy. Billy wants to know uh, what accounting software do you recommend for construction companies, uh, both for internal accounting and for billing? Well, that, that's, a, that's a great question, Billy. Um, I will tell you, just so you know, the majority of contractors under 10 million use QuickBooks. Um, it's just a given fact. I run into that more and more. Um, and I would like to say, in fairness to QuickBooks, it is not a bad software for under that $10 million range. Once you get a little bit bigger than that, uh, there's also Sage software. Look them up. They have Sage 100, 200, 300. They're a great software. And also, too, just a partner. I don't know how large Billy's company is, Billy. We didn't talk. You didn't write that on there. But you also have foundation software, which is really specifically construction. And they've also recently purchased out the edge uh, for estimating. So they really incorporate very well. Um, I think billing wise, they're all pretty much pretty easy to bill on. But um, once you get into the larger company, QuickBooks is not the greatest for a lot of deep dive uh, construction project management and so forth. Again, it depends on the size of your company. But once you get into Sage and Foundations, I have personal uh, use knowledge with Foundations. That's a great software out there. I'm sure there's a few other ones, but those are the ones that most contractors that I'm working with or I have knowledge of are using one of those three. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the key is making sure that whatever you got, you're using it right, right? So, you know, I hear a lot of complaints from contractors that spend a lot of money for great software, but at the end of the day, don't use it. So uh, yeah. make sure. Garbage in, garbage out. That is true. 
there you go. Well, John, we're at the end of a, another episode. I obviously want to thank everybody for making us the number one construction law podcast in the world. Uh, stay tuned next week for another episode of Law & Mortar. To reach uh, me, you can always uh, contact me, Trent Cotney, at trent.cotney at arlaw.com. John, how can they reach you? Uh, real easy. Uh, same way on email, jkenny at cottonyconsulting.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Great. Thank you, guys.